You are listening to selfdiscoverymedia.com, where illumination and inspiration is but a click away. With so many genre topics for you on everything that you need to know in life, we celebrate and share the people who have taken the journey before you and who are now here to serve you with their wisdom and their knowledge. The next show coming up is... Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Mental Health Awareness right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my wonderful guest is Ala Villanueva. I'm probably saying it wrong. I am terrible with names. She'll correct us in a moment. But we are talking about mental health because we're talking about the prevention of suicide, suicidal thoughts. I think everybody at some point in their life has been there. How turning poison into medicine, all the roles that we play in our lives, some are joyous, others burn our souls to dust. Uh, when external circumstances verge on torturous, we often lose all hope and often are forced to go inward to develop new perspectives and avoid the alternative, which is suicide. This is what she has written. And it's wife of a murderer and uh, the book that she has written here and we're going to be talking about that today we're going to be talking about her journey and how she actually managed to come back from the brink of choosing suicide over over life how did she choose life how did she find that meaningful purpose and get back into it after everything else that she has gone through let's take the journey with her let's find out what she learned along the way and how it can help us because every single one of us at some point in our life faces that door. We don't want to go through it. How do we avoid it? And how do we, um, how do we find that meaningful purpose in life that gives us a reason to live? Welcome, my love. I said it <laughs> wrong, <you>. right? <laughs> I'm laughing hysterical because it's, you said wife of a murderer. Oh, is it? Uh, <laughs> is it okay. Wife of a master. A master, sorry. Wife of a you master. Me, it's, it's, it's writing was small in the book on there, sorry. It's fine. It's hilarious. Well, masters and murderers. Mm, is there something yeah. in common there? Maybe there was a, a Freudian faux pas. Uh, the master did not murder me. <laughs> right. My wife of a master. So, who was your master? Let's ah. go back. Let's go back. Suicidal thoughts, it's yeah. so huge. Right now we are facing a global society that are thinking of this more than ever before. We are living in a static era. Um, there is so much unrest. We have so much saturation coming at us all the time. We don't know how to gather our thoughts. We don't know if there's any hope for tomorrow because all we hear is doom, doom, doom all the time. And then there's the inner turmoil. Uh, of, of our own unrest in our own lives, that disconnect from our heart and soul and spirit. What was it for you that set you on this journey? Because everybody needs to know the way out. Right, right. And it's particular, obviously, to each person. But the key word there that you mentioned was hope. And hopelessness rather because that is the that is the turning point when there's nowhere else to go nowhere else to look you know and as you mentioned the, the society right now has everybody very very frantic and very much in that hopeless mindset which permeates yes. you know business is down everything is down globally everything is depressed and dampened because of this pervasive mood of hopelessness that we have so 
you know, you look for, you know, these temporary outlets. Okay, I'm going to go to the movies. I'm going to have a drink. I'm going to do this. It's going to pick up my spirits. But you and I both know these are temporary fixes, right? Because hope is not something that is generated from the outside. It really, for it to be valuable and for it to be transformative like anything else, it has to come from deep, deep down inside. And it's often until we're pushed, you know, squashed into a tight, 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 tight corner that we were able to exhibit the resources, which have always been there, that right. we need to be able to, you know, morph and transform and get to the other side of our turmoil. So for me, um, not having friends and family and the usual outlets or a therapist for that matter, which would have been really helpful, just as a sounding more, not that I'm like psychotic or anything, but having someone to talk to who's not going to judge you and who's not so emotionally entangled with you like a partner or a family member where there's other things that seep into their, you know, ideas and concepts of you that, you know, therapy is really good for that. But for me, none of that was available. So the only way I was getting through every morning, I get up really early, good three to four hours before uh, I have to go to work. And previously, I was very, very involved in Buddhist philosophy. So I would take those morning hours, literally two and three hours, you know, chanting and, and doing all of these, you know, systematized tactics. But what it didn't allow for, even though it kept me in my potency, and my power and kept me focused, which is really, really important so your life doesn't fall apart, it didn't really address the core issues of what I needed to reconstruct. So writing mm -hmm. took place of the chanting and uh, the meditation of all things. And I was very concerned because like, why is my life in such a turmoil? My life is my choice. Obviously, Things come in, we have to play this part, as you mentioned earlier, we have to wear this mask, we have to provide for our family, we have, we have all these social responsibilities. But how about our spiritual responsibility? How about a responsibility to our soul, you know, yes. that's begging to be realized, that's begging to be in the forefront, but can't be because we live in this tonal place where we have bills and we have, okay. you know, manifestations and clothing and all these things, this third dimension that we live in. And we have these tangible senses. We have our eyes and our taste and our hearing, but our spirit is, is very ephemeral. So it's very hard to give it the, the power that it deserves or its, its place in our life, which should really be in the forefront. Yeah. So, so to be able to better understand why my life was where, what, you know, why, how did I, how did I get here? Why am I so miserable? Why is this my life not moving forward? Why am I not progressing? So the only way to really understand your present is to really go back because you created it. Nobody has done this to you. You know, there may have been players that have been very demonic and very, you know, made your life very challenging, but ultimately it's your choices and how you turn that poison into medicine, which you do have the capacity to do. And that's the Thing. we start to believe that there is no hope that there is no alternative and that's when you start getting in real trouble you know when you when you have those false belief systems it's just like our false ego you know we're reactive and we're offended yeah. and you know and we live in this emotional world now emotions are an amazing beautiful byproduct of being human but they have to be balanced yes. or they spin you out yeah. okay so what's more important me being right or wrong or me being able to listen to the scenario of this person spilling their guts or, or, or 
punching me square in the face and trying to understand where they're coming from in a way that elicits compassion instead of a reactive response to want to smash them back in the face, right? (laughs) Seriously, because some people are really aggressive. Yes. And it's like, I don't don't understand. I didn't do anything to provoke this, but somehow I'm in this victim position, but I'm not a victim. So going back to your original question, it was that writing every day that helped to basically break apart all the many traumas of our life, all the trials and tribulations, which we all experience. You can't avoid them. What the heck human being doesn't have hardship? Yes. You know, it look like one thing on the surface. Oh, they have money and they're so beautiful and they have a great career, but you don't know what's in their heart. You don't know what's in their soul. You don't know what their turmoil is because we don't, we, you know, that's why we're here, you know, yes. is to reconcile, to resolve, to be whole again. The journey you know, of life. That, yes. Mm-hmm. It's all cyclical. And that requires a kind of an acquiescence, a kind of surrender, you know, that, okay, I, I need to care about me. And it sounds selfish, but it's not. No. You know, because many of us, women in particular, you know, we're the caretakers, you mm-hmm. know, we take care of this. It's just our nature. You know, it's such a beautiful divine blessing, but frequently the most competent women are following when they're perfectly capable of leading. So why yes. is this? It's this need that, okay, well, this is where I fit in. Or it's a repression based on some guilty feeling that you have about something that happened when you were like four. I mean, how long are you going to blame your parents and your situation and your job and other people for your life? When yeah. are you going to stand up and take responsibility? So that's what this, this, this thing that, this writing that turned into a memoir. Understand, Sarah, I did not, it was like, I'm going to write a book. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. It was just four years of pages and pages and pages that developed very systematic and connecting kind of themes. I'm like, oh, well, look at that here. Maybe Mm -hmm. this could be a book. (laughs) But the soul soul wanted it to be a book, right? So it was, uh, it was um, there for you. Um, And that's the, the important thing. The soul had a chance to have a voice and you know you know you talk about the redirections i've very often call them the cosmic two by fours you know (laughs) are you listening to me now you know um because we're constantly being steered in directions that we're meant to go in and if we actually listen from the soul with the divine presence to the heart to the spirit, then the mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. But we're so dictated to listen to the head and the head is full of data. We don't know what knowledge to use until you use the wisdom to understand the knowledge. And you don't do that if you're in a state of flux or confusion or living from the outside in, which if you look at it, most societies are the expectation of life, of of who you should be, what you yeah. should look like, what you should wear, what you should eat, where you should live, what kind of job you should have, kind of friends you right. should have, kind of children you should have. Everything is dictated. We need to obliterate that. And, and just become who we really are because we're begging for authenticity. We're begging for people to be real. We're yeah. desperate to be real ourselves, but we don't know how to identify it amongst this mall of expectation because you know because well we're sensory driven look at us you know yes. we, have these five, we have these five knowable senses right. which are very tangible 
right? Mm -hmm. We can see, you know, we know when we're sick, we know we have to, like we were saying, we know we have to do the job and wear these masks to be able to accommodate our survival. But the survival overrides our sensitivity. Yes. So it's being sensible or it's being sensitive. Which is it? So we choose sensible because that's what works in the realm that we're in, apparently. The but bill paying world. The bill paying world. It really always comes down to bills, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. The money. That's that's our Hansen. That's our object of worship. That's yeah. our success marker, which is unfortunate because it's so far from the truth. Right. You know, you know, how many, I mean, I've known wealthy people, miserable, you know? Absolutely. And I've also known guys in the jungles that were just really at one and at peace, yeah. didn't have a sense of their name, but it didn't matter because within that wholesomeness of their agreement, so so to speak, you know, with their, their soul direction, they're taken care of. It just they're enriched them. as opposed to being rich. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And that I enrichment. I don't have money in my bank account, but I've got... Yes. Such a such a yes. richness in my life. Yes. You know, so, yeah. Yeah. So, so the book is, is is an attempt, you know, to share that process to continue to try to, you know, encourage and invigorate people to do the same, to have the courage to do so. Because it does take courage. It's yes. not an easy thing to, to not listen to everything that's coming. You know, it's a bombardment. It's chaotic. Oh, oh. In your face 24-7. Yes. So how do you cut out all the noise and be able to not just listen to yourself, but to be... Present to be, with self. <laughs> yeah, to, to, to be... And, and, I, and it goes beyond knowing, and it's going, it goes beyond belief and, or having faith or any of those things. It's just to be. Yeah. And to, and to be Being confident is. enough that this is, you know, you see all these people and they have the mandalas and the hairdos and the yogi robes and this and that. I'm like, dude, you know, your spirituality is reflected in your behavior day to day. Yes. With your fellow Yes. Man, not in what you're wearing right. or what you're saying, but how, who are, you know, how are you? So you have to be careful not to react, but to be responsive, to have compassion when that person is losing their shit and they're being ballistic and you're just being the catalyst. It's not you. And for people like myself and probably yourself who are hypersensitive mm -hmm. of a very artistic nature, it's a very difficult thing to pull apart because you, you know, oh, it's me and it's my fault and oh my God, I'm not good enough and I'm not this enough and I'm not that enough. And the, and the reality is, is that you're perfect. You're 8,000% complete. It's just all of this conditioning that we've had since we were growing up and observing this and it not making sense when you're two and three years old and observing that and that doesn't make sense, you know, but everyone's like, shh, shh don't say anything. So you hold that. Yeah. And it becomes like toxicity in your system. Mm -hmm. And then there's certain organs that hang on to it and you wonder why this perfectly healthy human being that jogs every day and eats right and seems to have this great living just dropped dead of a heart attack what the hell is that about or you cancer know? which we know cancer is 80 percent an emotional disease right i think i think all diseases yes most of them, well we the you know this is what we say it's the dis-ease of mankind right Correct. Correct. Um, but you know I'm, I'm, i bring this into every show for people who haven't listened to it before but i want to bring it up now the emoto experiment with the water you know that experiment Oh, absolutely. I've been right. in that book for Christmas so many right. times. Well, I interviewed Yasuyuki, his, his assistant, because Emoto died, and we talked about the water and the power of it. And one thing we've got to understand, we're 70% water in our body, 74% in our brain. And the, the three rooms of water, three glasses of water in three different rooms, one ignored, one given love, one given negativity. The negativity literally went black and dense 
the ignored one didn't change at all. The positive one literally went into crystallizations that they could measure into higher frequency. Yes. Now, if, stop and think, your water, right. you want all that negativity. It's going to cause the dis-ease in your body. It's going to become that black and unnutritional water in your brain and in your body that how can it feed your organs? How can it feed your brain? How can it feed your body? How can it feed right. anything? It can't. So we owe it to ourselves, put ourselves in a state of joy. Yeah. Yeah. We have to block out all that negativity and say, I choose, I choose to find something that brings me joy in life. And it could be, I've got a beautiful tree across the way here right now. That is autumn. And the, all the beautiful color leaves changing. Right? We are so busy looking at our problems, we forget to see the simple beauty around us that can feed us. And we have to change our visual direction, don't we? Absolutely. We have to change everything. Yeah. But there's so many people that read these things and they agree with them and they acknowledge them, but they don't take that next step no. to incorporate it into a daily practice. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the key, really, because it's with consistency. It's not yeah. a once-in-a-while time thing. Yeah. You know, and that's why the writing every day was very profound for mm -hmm. me because out of that writing came a series of questions, which is included in the book, by the way. It, was a, it turned into a workbook mm -hmm. midway of how I was approaching these things. And then that book actually became a second book called Master Your Mental Monkey, which was for all of those people that struggle with meditation, who I used to be one of those, very hard to, to quiet that, mm -hmm. or who just don't have that type of verb to be able to capture that. And what Master Your Mental Monkey is, is because we go throughout our day completely ignoring this internal dialogue that's going on that is defeating us 90% yes. of the time. And we don't even, we're not even aware of it. No. So how can you do anything without the first step of awareness? Mm -hmm. So the first thing to do is to become aware. Okay, I'm brushing my teeth. What am I thinking when I'm brushing my teeth? Oh, about that pain in the butt that, that was bothering me last week in the office. Why are you thinking about yeah. that? What is that doing yeah. to my molecular stance? Yes. As you just mentioned, how is that making me a healthier, happier person? It's not, but it's not enough just to, to, to be aware of it. Once you're aware of it, you recognize it. Hey, you're doing it again. Yeah. Be your best friend. Become a, do, okay. So now instead of brushing my teeth, worrying about the past or thinking about a future that hasn't even come yet, what can I do in this moment? Oh, you know what? Look at my den. I never noticed I put that picture there before. Isn't that beautiful? You know, and suddenly everything shifts and it becomes very like, if you've ever had a near death experience, it's very strange how time goes. It suddenly gets very slow. Yes. And there's a clarity, almost like a lucid clarity. Yes. Lots of detail there in, in that insane. few seconds. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. So, so, so the book is really about taking these daily mundane habits, washing the dishes, brushing your teeth, going to the bathroom, taking a shower, driving the car, these things that we do on automatic pilot and re-engineering them. So now they become little think tanks. So rather than meditation becoming a, an, uh, you know, an obstacle in the sense that we're trying to eliminate thought, what we're trying to do is reverse that and actually become accountable for what we're thinking. And yes. then from there, you have a jump off point to then navigate you know, to whatever your goal is. So for me, it started, uh, it was so embarrassing. What, 
I love Allah. I love Allah. I love Allah. I love Allah. Did I believe it sounded so, I was, I couldn't even say it out loud. Mm -hmm. That's how much self-hatred I had. It sounded, oh, this is, oh, nobody loves Allah. How can I love Allah? And then I recognized my, my incredible self-disgust. I didn't know it was so deep. And this book allowed me to recognize, wow. I really suppressed a lot because I'm a great actress. And most of us are in the world because we have to be, we have to maintain high profile jobs. We have to do the best for our family. So these are these masks, right? The old fake it until you make it, right? Yeah. But, but, and what I did also was that I would force smiles because I noticed I was grimacing. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of mirrors in my school. We have a martial arts school. So there's mirrors everywhere. One day I'm walking across and I look and I'm like, oh my God, is that what people are seeing? Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I, and I was like, okay, let me fix that. And yeah, it was plastered and it was very, you know, <laughs> not automatic. And I was, you know, but, I, but like you say, fake it, you make yeah. it, it was a starting point. Yeah. And then little by little, it became more natural. And the thank yous and I'm so sorry and all that crap that I have to do all the time to keep the customer happy started to becoming more real. And then what happened after that was that I started to really have an actual compassion for these people that were so downtrodden and so mixed up and so off point, nowhere near anywhere they need to be for their personal empowerment, that I was like, oh, so my, then my next step, okay, really just listen, just listen to them, let them go off, listen to them, gain their trust, and little by little start putting in little ideas of how maybe they can try to look at this differently or try to look at that differently. Inspiration for invitation, right? There you go. So there's, I mean, come on, people have been writing about this forever, but we all come to it in our own way. Some people can follow plans and keep to them. From what I can tell, most people can't. Nope. Nope. Oh, this is not for me, or this is too hard, or I don't have the time. It becomes a whole slew of excuses to negate and to avoid the real issue which is generally, and I hate to be so general about it, but we just don't love ourselves. No, no. You know, and, and you know, so- one of the things that happens is we become so exhausted. <laughs> you, know, we, you know, it's, I'm just, I'm just too tired to love myself. Yeah. I'm just too tired to do this because yeah. it takes so much energy to live up to this persona we've put out there. It takes so much energy to go through daily life in this fake facade. And that by the end of the day, you know, give, give love to myself. You've got to be kidding. I'm just too exhausted. Right, and so right. somewhere along the line, you have to drop people. You have to drop things. You have to shut yourself off from the world right. and kind of reboot, restart. That's exactly what I did. And the hardest thing to, to, to detach from, there's actually a whole, whole chapter about detachment because that is, oh my God, so difficult, particularly mm-hmm. from family. Family, yes. family, yes. which is all up in your face and all <laughs> up in your emotional content. And they remember everything from every little detail and can see and judge you and see all the wrong things about you because it's so, I don't know what the heck it is about us. You know, we're so quick to say what we don't have, but we're so, it's so difficult for us to, you know, to acknowledge the bounty that we yes. come into. You know, like sometimes, like for many years, even when I was a teenager, I would write good and bad lists. And boy, that bad list came out. And then I'd get to the good list and I'd be like, hmm. And it wasn't as accessible. Right. That is fortunately flipped. I mean, it took me 40, 50 years, but you know, here I am. <laughs> and it finally happened. 
But I think, I don't think that's true just for me. I think that's true no. of most people. Yeah. You know? And I think a lot of that too is that we're in an era where literally the frequency has been turned up. Yeah. And, you know, we're being switched on, you know, in levels of our psyche that we, you know, we, oh, what what's this you know Ooh, awareness awareness is tapping us yeah. on the shoulder yeah. you know uh, feelings um understanding clarity <laughs> and and it's it's a wonderful thing people are waking up to it and it's almost like the blinkers have been taken off yeah. and, and people are seeing things for the first time and awakening yeah. to it we've also got permission Yes. For the first time, to place value and love and importance upon ourselves, which is not self-importance, which is like somebody else we know, Mr. Orange. It's about the importance of who we really are right. as a person. What do we stand for? What do we count right. for? What's our beautiful instrument that we're bringing to the orchestra of life? And that's in our self-discovery of how awesome we really are. But we've yes. never been told we could be awesome. Right. You've been told that, you know, don't expect too much. Don't be too much. You know, you don't have a degree. You're not earning six figures. You don't know all the celebrities. So who do you think you are? Right. You know, and confidence. people say to me, do you, exactly. People say, do you interview um, celebrities? I said, everybody I interview is a celebrity. Everybody, right. because they're celebrating their journey of life, which they're sharing with other people. Right. right? We've got to stop looking at people as pedestal or they're only important if they're this because if you do that you're constantly going to separate yourself that's it. look at and that's, and that's the, the commonalities word. that we have that's the key word separation yeah that's it that's it that's what puts us at odd that's why we have a world yes. at war yes know, because you know ultimately we're all divine I don't know what your ethnicity is your your culture but we've all came from the same place ultimately. yes Ultimately, you know I mean? exactly. the same stardust. Exactly. <laughs> and, that's, and that's where we are now. It's the age of Aquarius. This is what's yes. supposed to be happening. And this chaos is actually more poison to turn into medicine because if it doesn't all bubble and come to the right? surface... The crap used to come up so we could scoop it off, right? Right. So everybody's speaking up. There's Everybody's a celebrity on Instagram. Everybody's an entrepreneur. Everybody's a dancer. Everybody's an artist. Where those used to be very specialized fields. Yes. Now everybody is enjoying that. You know, what they do with it is another story. But right. the opportunity, like you said. Or why there, they're doing it. It's a big why. Right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, in term, you know, but again, in terms of this... You know, going back to that idea of the conditioning, which is so, so, so key. We talked about family, right? Mm. Also our education, you know, not just public school, but there are other, like I was brought up in the world of classical ballet, right? So that was, that was part of my upbringing. That was a huge influence on me. Discipline, I grew up, yes. Uh, it was fabulous in so yeah. many ways, but it was also really sadistic and weird in that it really shaped my ideas about relationships and romance dancing around with all of those swans and people that fall in love with you and suffering and madness and mayhem and all that was messed up. Yes. You know? I, you know, and I didn't have, a, you know, so my whole thing was that, okay, they're going to see me from across the room and all the lights are going to And take a leap. And our strong is going to play. And that's how love is, you know. I had no idea. I had no examples. I had no one to speak of. And, that's, and that brings me to another point. I did not have any mentors in mm -hmm. my life. Mm -hmm. I had a, a family, but there was no one there to, there was no guidance. No. So, you know, what do you do? You're this ballistic, emotional little being. 
you know, very vibrant, very type A personality, right. very leader of the pack, always going out, huge daredevil, which is yep. why I'm half crippled right now. But, you know, and just, okay, you know, and, and you know, the things I did were hor horrific to my family. Yes. And my, but I, I was so unconscious. So what did I do? I spent the majority of my life walking into walls because of the pain that I put my parents through, completely unaware. That's why I was walking into the walls. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that came out of this was that I was re reviewing little incidents and I was like, oh, that's why I don't retaliate when people kick me in the butt. Oh, it was like all of these aha moments. Yes. As I began to in your self discovery my memories. Mm -hmm. And oh, that connects over here and that connects over there. And then I and then the major realization was that I can just step out of this. Mm -hmm. I can just change this in the moment. I don't have to have years of therapy to figure this out. It's on black and white. I can see the line. It went from point A to point B and I took it way out of proportion. So now I'm just gonna reel it in, be aware of it. I don't have to do that again, right? you know, and, and, and that was really potent, gave me an enormous amount of power. Um, and then it just, it just moved forward from there. I mean, this thing was like 400 pages. Who knew? I had no well, idea. Well, I mean, you know, pretty well. I mean, a lot of people are, are, are authors now of, of their own journey, which, you know, for me, don't give me somebody's manual that's clinical. I want to hear someone else's story because there's relativity there. I, I understand, you know, oh, that happened to me or that, right. you know, I hear you. And what did you do about it? Really? I've got to try that. You know, and that's, it's the old picket fence thing as far as I'm Absolutely. concerned, you know, where we share our experiences and we learn from each other's experiences. And now in this world of media, with podcasting, with books, with social media, you know, videos, we're actually being able to share even more. Um, but the, the thing is but that is important to do is share, but don't expect any, uh, anything back from it. Because the world is saturated out there and it's going to appeal to the people who are ready to see or receive it, Absolutely. ready to receive it. Because if they're ready to receive it, they're going to get it and they're going to apply. Right. Right. It's, it's timing. How many <coughs> times have you read a, a same book? I right. read War and Peace when I was young and then I read it again and it was as if I'd never read it before. Right. And then I read it again recently and it was like, so your perspectives change. Your exactly. life hopefully, hopefully evolves, you know. Yes. The things that mattered to you or mattered to you previously don't matter anymore. I, you know, I used to be an incredibly ambitious, I mean like OCD, compulsive, obsessive, you know, you need something done, boom, give it to, give it to Allah, she'll get it done in, in, a, in a, you know, in a, I am so not like that anymore. Right. Not that I'm not laid back, but it's just not that important. What's important is my health and my happiness and my ability to sustain myself in this lifetime to help my fellow man through similar trials and tribulations because I've been there and done that. And you need to have similar experience. You know, you can't, it's very hard to, to hate someone else if you don't have hate in your heart already. Right. It's very hard. Yes. People that have been really, really evil with me, I don't hate them. You know, it's, it's a shame. It's a disappointment. I wish it were different, but I cannot harbor the same thing. I, you, you can't, know, you I can't be living, you can't be living on that love frequency. No, you can't no. because that love frequency is 580 Hertz. Hate is yeah. down there. You can't be living on this one 
yeah. and, and, and dip down into that one. You can't, you know, the whole thing, I'm a Libran, right? So the whole thing, everybody thinks of the scale, we're looking for it to be perfect all the time. No, life is perpetual movement. It's a constant flow. What we're trying to avoid are the extreme highs and the extreme lows. What we want to do is keep an equilibrium, equilibrium of fluidity in our lives. And, you know, as you said, it's not important anymore, those big things. I find I get more done in less time. Yes. Because when I'm focused, I get it done. I'm not around chasing my tail, you know, and it's like right now, you know, I've just come back from Europe and, and um, took kind of a hiatus from, from the network and in doing so took a look at it from a different point of view. And I needed to do that. You need to step out of your own life, step out of something right now. And you know, the question you're asking the universe, okay, which direction should it go? And then just a, Posing that question with my son, and the answer came. And okay, so now it's just getting focused when the time is right to move ahead with that. And that's think, allow, 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 allow things to come to you. You can put a, I need, to, I need to know, I need some clarity. But if you're not still enough, if you're constantly chasing things, it, how can it come to you? Right? It can't. It can't. The wall no. is there. I mean, I, Sarah, I put myself in and out of the hospital for years. Mm -hmm. I used to, the pain was so excruciating, I would just pass out, bam, on the floor. With no, you know, no catalyst, it would just come, yes. and that would happen. They'd rush me to emergency, and this went on for years. This is when I was doing, like, these seven days a week, 65 hours, but literally nonstop for years. I was running my nonprofit agency. I was running my for-profit business I had no off switch no. And, and, and one of the reasons for this book and why I'm doing this interview with you is I'm trying to impress to people don't push yourself right. to such a critical situation that you have to be near freaking death exactly. for you to wake up you know, know because that's what I did to myself I almost took myself out for me to like okay but there was something in me that wasn't ready to go thank you right I yes. don't know what it was, but it, but, it, but it was like, no, it's not your turn. You have a mission. So, but it was building back from that, you know? So when you talk about overcoming suicide, it's not like, okay, I'm going to be happy now. It doesn't right. work like no. that. It's quite the process. And the process going back to this idea of being brave and being courageous, because we got some pretty ugly crap. I mean, we're divine, we're beautiful, all this other beautiful stuff, but in equal cadence, yes have the negativity now it's not like okay i'm not going to i'm just going to suppress that because i just want to be viewed in this pos positive light that's not realistic at no. either way if you see that there's a chinese symbol called the yin yang yes it's yes. like two interconnecting but within the white there's a little black dot and within mm -hmm. the black there's a little white dot which suggests that it's not the elimination but it's the balancing Balance. the coexisting the of equilibrium of it that mm -hmm. the equilibrium going back to that that makes it not just palatable or habitable but allows you to thrive so this idea about overcoming suicide now grant mind you this was not a goal of this writing right this was a, this was a, a result of this writing because it allowed me to define all those false belief systems i had about myself and you see, how you, they occurred you didn't come yeah. in with a preconceived idea it was pen in hand let the hand write yeah. right uh, it, it was your inside out writing yes. 
And in doing so, your eyes discovered yourself through yeah. the writing. And that's the thing. If, if you don't go, well, this is going to be a bestseller. I'm going to sell this. I'm going to do this and this and that. No, you're not it's allowing. Not very, it's not very well written, trust me. <laughs> it is very raw and very truthfully, right. but it's not a, a literary art piece. I'll tell you that much. But, 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 but it's but honest and that's what we're looking for. And the thing honest. is, it's, it's you from the inside out. Right. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for the ability. How can I, I think the greatest gift you can give people is your vulnerability. Yeah, it, it is. And, and we have to do it in trust, right? But if you're resonating at that higher level, yeah. you know, then you are protected at that higher love vibration. And, and, you know, vulnerability holds the, these, these concepts also of, you know, of to acquiesce, to surrender, to trust. And that's a big issue for me has been trust. Because if you, you're constantly whacked all over the place, who do you trust? Right. The people closest to you constantly stabbing you in the back, stabbing you in the back over and over and over again. And unfortunately, a lot of the book is about those things. But I had to look at them and yes. see how they built up. Now, I and release them. And release them. But, or transform them. Mm -hmm. Because they were released, but but they don't completely exit your life because they're part of your life experience. But how do I transform them? Mm -hmm. So the last book, well, I thought when I was writing this, oh, the last chapter, I'm going to call it the other side because the other side is going to be okay. I got a new job, I got a new partner, I'm making lots of money, I'm over here, I'm happy, la 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 la. It didn't turn out to be that at all. I'm still in, the, I'm still living in the same place. I'm still with the same partner. I still have the same career. However. The other side was that I let go or I surrendered or I, I let go of this, this force that was at the core of my being, which was incredibly self-destructive. Yeah. And that was my gift to myself. And it allowed, the whole process allowed me, I mean, it was such a convoluted process. I told you it's a rather thick kind of thing, but it got me to the point to realize this is all about self-love. Yes. It seems like a small, simple thing, but it... It is so under wraps. It's not like, and the thing is we think, oh, well, I have to be more this and I have to be more that. It's not that at all. You're perfect. You're beautiful. You're glorious. What it is, is you have to take off this yeah. and take off that. You need to release things. You don't need to acquire anything else. I have to be better meditator and I have to do this. Not at all. You need to let go. There's that expression, let go, let God. And there's a lot to be said for that. And surrender is so incredibly important because for me, whose nature is artistic, my whole background is in the arts. I, I haven't been able to create all this time. And my soul is going, come on, be yeah. you will come on. But I can't because I'm not allowing myself to be vulnerable because I'm not trusting anybody. I'm not trusting myself. Right. I've made all these horrible choices that have dragged me through this muck and this mire. How can I trust myself? So, you know, forgiving yourself, you know, forget about all the people that hurt you and made your life difficult. Forgiving yourself is such a freaking important process, you know, because yes. you have done this to yourself. No one's done this to you. Well, you, the, you've oh carried God. this pain you know, that other people inflicted you, but you took on, Absolutely. you know, it's, and we've also got to realize that, you know, that's a two way street. If somebody kicked you, did you give them the boots, you know, take right. ownership and yeah. you know, um, are you still a victim? If you are, that's your choice. Absolutely. Uh, abstaining from choice is a choice as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, the other thing is, is that when you do become you and you step mm -hmm. into your own light, um, yes. you know, you're going to be seen by those that have journeyed or seen Correct. by those that are on the journey and see your light. 
don't expect all of a sudden your light to be switching everybody on. Everybody's yeah. at different levels. Right. Uh, when people have done that journey, have gone through the process of life in their self-discovery, they are now in, in this particular vibration. And you can't help people at the lower vibration. All you could be is that beacon of light. But they have to come to you. Right. You can't go down to them because it's their journey. It's their journey to come and match you. When they do, and you find that brother-sisterhood of people on that same beautiful vibrational equilibrium, it's like, oh my God, it's a totally different language. Yes. And you know, you're speaking from heart and soul first. You're speaking from feelings and not thought. You know, and it's it's a, a, a totally different understanding of life in such a beautiful way. But, but you that's know, how it should be. Yes. That's the reality. That's the purity. But everyone is like, oh, let me go social network here and let me talk about this and let me talk about that. And, you know, when you don't speak from the heart, I mean, I do really well. Um, you know, as I mentioned, I, you know, I, I own a martial arts school. And when people come into the school, I'm not trying to sell them anything. Mm -hmm. you know, and people really pick up on that. I go straight from the heart. How are you doing? How's school? What are your challenges? What are your weakness? What, what would you like to accomplish? How can we help you do that? You know, that's the attitude. And, and that does really, 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 really well. Well, the accomplishment that they discovered there, they now know I could take the same and it's apply it over here. Right. It now becomes that domino effect because you've given them a skill and a tool that they can apply to every aspect of their lives. It's empowering. Right. And that's, and that's, again, I mean, I hate to keep plugging the book, but that's what we're doing here. Right, that's exactly. what wife of master is all about, right? <laughs> it's about, you know, taking yeah. responsibility. The, the wife of master, life. not the wife of murderer. Right. Yes. <laughs> you <laughs> murdered so your past you, though. And by the way, this master is an, an actual Chinese arts master mm -hmm. with a lineage that goes back clean to fifth century. Mm -hmm. So this is very high and mighty. We hold this bar really, really, really high. So when you wanna see this, this amazing duality between you know, the people that come off the street and what's going on in our school, it's phenomenal really. Mm -hmm. But we do not lower the bar like you say. Yes. Here it is, we're gonna give you the tools to climb up that ladder exactly. so you can have that similar state. But that's yeah. what we all should be doing. Is, isn't brotherhood like, you know, the, the foundation of yes. humanity. We're yes. supposed to be helping each other. But there's so many people that don't want help. They're no, they're stuck in that zone because that yeah. comes back down right. to the trust factor, doesn't it? Or, right. you know, I asked for help once and that person betrayed me, I will never trust again. Well, you know, right. that was right. just one of your lessons to be learned. You know, graduate, please. Graduate to another <laughs> class. <laughs> Correct. Correct. That's why that, that term that I use a lot, it's called hidokuyaku <laughs> in, in Japanese, that turning poison into the medicine. You mm. know, to the extent that we can recognize these tumultuous opportunities, these tumultuous situations as opportunities, not that, oh, no, you're bad or you're yes. not good enough. Or this keeps happening because, you know, everything negative that you can possibly dream up. No, that is an actual platform for you to jump off to get to the next place. Right. So how are you going to use everything that happens in your daily life for your development and your growth and your conscious raising? Because this is all about being self-realized. No one's going to do it for you. You can read all the books and see all the therapists yeah. in your life. But you, you have to walk that path alone. Mm -hmm. You come in alone, you go out alone. And the journey that you take 
is completely your choice, even though I understand, nobody understands more than I do about how it seems like the world is against you. Yeah. And no matter what you do, that door gets thrown in your face over and over and over again. But it comes very down to a simple question. Am I going to choose life or am I going to choose death? It's very, very simple. It's yes or no, up or down. There's really nothing in between. Because if you're standing there wondering about it, not able to make a decision, while you're standing still, guess what? Life is passing you. All right. those moments, all those opportunities you could have used for your nurturing, for your development, have eluded you. So it's got to be forward or backward. But I really don't see the in-between. I mean, I Well, I think, I think one of the important things, too, is... is don't go make decisions when you are emotionally and physically fatigued. Particularly. Right? Yeah. Because this is a time not for you to, you know, um, face the world. This is yes. a time for you to nurture yourself. What okay. is it that puts, wraps the arms around you? What does it that warms your heart? Is it watching YouTubes of puppies and kittens? Is it watching musicals? Is it watching comedy? Is it switching off from the world and just listening to music? Find out what it is that will switch you off and allow your psyche, your heart and your spirit and your body to rejuvenate. Then when you get to that stage and you come out of it, I can now make a choice based on clarity, not on exhaustion. Because when you are exhausted, in, in mind, body, and spirit, and soul, you're going yeah. to make wrong decisions. So please don't make any during that time period. This is a time to go in and rejuvenate out. Right. No question about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you just touched on something I wanted to add. Um, it was gone. Sorry. It will come back. It will come back. Yeah. I think one of the things about fatigue and, and I've pretty well everybody I've ever interviewed has said the fatigue and the fatigue is that oversaturation. Right. You know, the fatigue is what puts you in the hospital. It's yes. the feed of uh, fatigue of trying too much, living up to that expectation. And um, we get tired of constantly putting ourselves out and feeling that there's nothing in return or I'm not feeling content or happy, even attached to what I'm doing. And that is tiring. And I think that we have to be willing sometimes, literally, like you did, pen in hand, on the paper, write yourself, tell me what I need to know, because that's right. what the book did for you. Yeah. Whatever it is that's going to reveal ourselves, sometimes we literally have to just pull the plug. I know when I did it many years ago, I, I was a spiritual counselor, and I said to everyone, I'm sorry, I can't help any of you. And unless you are there to help me in a way of just simple support or kindness, don't need any therapy. Um, I cannot be around you right now. This is a time I have to give myself because I'm depleted. And we have to recognize that, don't we? Because that's where the suicidal thoughts come up is when you're depleted. Absolutely. We don't, we don't look at our relationships with ourselves. And one of the things that um, I utilized that's also shared in the book was that, okay, let me you know, I, I would play at, it was kind of like role playing, you know, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, let me pretend I'm my lover. How would I treat myself? You know, mm. so I would embrace and the way I would look at you and the way I would want you and the way I would want to, you know, but then it was like, well, you know, when I look back at, you know, my lovers in the past, I'm like, maybe that's not such a good example for me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, had a lot, I had a lot of kind of abusive stuff there, but yeah. then I was to pull upon the idea of motherhood. Now that, that was a game changer for me because I would remember when I held my daughter in my arms and the little muffin, you know, the yeah. love that comes out 
you know, and the way that you hold them in your arms. I would never, ever treat a child or anybody the way that I treat myself. Right. Bad Allah, bad yeah. girl. Yeah. So I started trying to look at myself like, I guess, your inner child or just like as a child. Mm -hmm. Be kinder to yourself. Take time. Don't be so freaking reactive, you know? Eat, yeah, you know what? Sit down, eat a meal, <laughs> you know? Yes. Don't just shove it in your mouth and go running out the door. Masticate, feel what the delicious flavors bursting in your mouth experiences like. Look at the world in awe and wonder like you did when you were little. Really take a breath, take a moment. And what does it not become but a, a series of moments interlinked to create the fullness of your day? How many of those moments were you in appreciation? Were you in gratitude? Were you in awe? Were you in wonder? How many of those were positive? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? These are the, the questions that you need to ask yourself constantly throughout the day to be able to put yourself in check to, you know, so now, like, as soon as I get in the car, what are you feeling? Oh, you just took that. No, no, no. Let, look up. Oh, look at that sky. I feel great. What other choice is there? Why right. choose something, anything less than great, for God's sakes? Now, obviously, we're emotional beings. We have a little bit of a roller coaster, but that roller coaster that used to go, bam, boom, bam, yes. boom, can sometimes <laughs> go up and down on a, on a level mm -hmm. of sorts that you can always return to. And there's your balance, and there's your wholeness, there's your trust, there's your self-love. And that's what I've come to. It was not a quest for that. But that's what had to happen for me to do whatever the heck it is I need to do for the next 20, 30 years I'm on this planet. Right. I'm not even sure about what that is specifically. Right. But I know that this writing is a start. It was an opening for me to be closer to who I really am and stop playing these parts you know, of, of these huge responsibilities that's really not that important. You know what? This, if I die tomorrow, the school's not going to close, you know? People aren't going to, the planet isn't going to end. Right. This is just me going through my cycle, right? So how can I contribute in the best possible light to this cycle of life that I'm in right now? And that's to be mindful of being very careful about my emotional output, how I react to things, and most importantly, you know, to really just be loving and kind. It's really simple, but it's just hard to be consistent. Right. right. But, you know, you yeah. said a big word, which is one I'm, I'm huge on contribute. You know, uh, we are all here to be of service to one another. The village is only as strong as everybody's participation. If you're unwilling to participate in your own life, how can you contribute to the whole, the collective, which right. we are all here to be of aid to one another. We are all giving gifts, specific gifts, that is our ingredient in that dish of life. And it's not about, well, that ingredient's better than mine, or that ingredient is this or that. No, it's about your gift. And you know, the janitor is one of the most important people in any business. Because if you walk into a business and it's dirty, do you want to do business with those people? It doesn't matter how much money they're making, right? So we've got to stop hierarching people and understand that the dustman has huge responsibility keeping everything clean. We know when they go on strike, we find that out, right? So why don't we respect people at all levels and their contribution? Why don't we find out what is our gift? What, what, am I, what am I really good at that I love doing? 
Right. And how do I share that with the world? Because that's my ingredient in the dish. That's my contribution. That's my service. That's my meaningful purpose. And that's what gets me up in the day, every day, right. right? Because you love it. You love what you're doing. If you don't love what you're doing, you're a robot. Find right. something you love to do and you will be a contributor. And we need contributors. And it won't feel like work. No. It'll, it'll be right for you. Yes. That's, that's yes. The to natural do. flow. Yeah, we're too busy judging everybody and judging ourselves and all that mess that gets in the way. And that's why it's very important to have systematic methodologies to follow to gain clarity. Because yes. it's not just going to come because, oh, I'm a nice person. It doesn't work that way. It's hard, hard, hard work. But it's the best work. It's like having a child. It's mm. one of the hardest jobs in the world, raising this little human yes. being competently, you know, so that they can go out in the world and make a success and make sense of all of this. You know, I think the I best, raise... sorry, go ahead. Please. Well, I think the best teachers in the world are those that are willing to learn from their students. Thank you. Yes, I hear, here, and I see, all, and I deal with parents a lot. <laughs> and Okay, you know how, you know, I got to be careful not to step on anyone's toes because you see them and he's this and he's that and he's mm. this and I'm like, it's your freaking mirror. Yes. You, it's, it's not yes. him. How do you think he learned all that? Yeah. Children learn by mimicking. And so do animals. And right? you know, and the thing is, and I remember my daughter, I remembered exactly to a T, you know, I would something, she would do something and I would be like, and I'd get all pissed and then I was like, oh, snap. Mm -hmm. I remember last week I did this and this is that. So you can't change the shadow, right? So yep. you have to fix where it's emanating from. Right. And I've always say that to parents. I'm like, children are here to teach you to be better human beings. You're not here to teach them. You know, they're no. here to remind you of who you really are and not to condition them into a box, trying to shape them because, oh, that's not what I had as a child and I want them yes. to do what I never did. <laughs> that has nothing to do with who they are. Right. Yes. Want? You got to listen. Yes. You know, yeah. We're, we're custodians of our children. We don't own them. Right. I agree. And, and we're here to, to find out what's that light inside of them. And, you know, they're going to explore, you know, today, rocket scientists, tomorrow, postman, you know, president or this or that and yeah. the thing is feed every single one of them because by doing that they're discovering their abilities they're discovering yeah. their passion they're discovering their skills but the thing is you're giving them the wind the wind right. to, to be able to propel forward and believe in them and they're oh no you've got to go to school this you've got to go and do that no some people some children are just born to get their education through life through experience through discovery through creation and school could be so restricting that it can actually kill their creativity. Horrible. It's, it's deliberately dumbing down. I don't even want to go there because I, I'm very emphatic about our education system. Mm -hmm. it's, just, it's not an education system. It should be enriching and it's not enriching. It's not even educating. It's just learning. Don't get me started. Robotically. Yes. When I, have a, I have an entire series uh, called Raising Our Gifted Children, and I have one now called The Forgotten oh, Children. Oh, good. And, and, they, and on The Forgotten Children are all the children that we're forgetting, including the inner child, That's right? And it's the, 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 in the education, in obviously foster homes and, and in, uh, in the raising of our kids. Everybody's so busy trying to, to you know, make that money uh, that they forget to be parents. And, you know, and the children really, all they want is your love, your hugs, you know, your belief in them, you know, your time, 
right? That's what they want. But many of us, you know, we have our children when we're young Mm -hmm. and we're not reconciled ourselves. So we're going through our turmoil and guess what? They pick it up. Yeah. You know, it's, it's inadvertent. You're not deliberately trying to do this. I mean, I wish I had my daughter now. She's yes. different. Now she's, is she successful and smart and all these wonderful things? Yes. But we have issues. Our relationship needs some working out, which I'm looking forward, really looking forward to it because I'm not going to, I'm going to take the higher ground. I'm not going to be reactive. I'm going to really listen because I can do that now. Could I do that 20 years ago? No. no. I would, just, I would just break into tears. You don't love me. All you do is judge me. And, and how come, you know, and I, all I did was love you and you know, all that crap. Right. You know? I don't do that. I, I got a little older, you know, I realized, oh, okay, it's not that, you know, I'll take responsibility. And now I'm, I'm really encouraged because she just hit 30. So now we're, we can start to really talk about it yes. and resolve it so that she, you know, should she decide to have children, which I hope she doesn't, uh, <laughs> you know, this won't, But, you know, but we spend our whole time, our whole lifetimes trying to get back to who we were when we started, in a sense, you know what I mean, in terms of that purity of soul and awareness and consciousness, you know, because children are, are loving. Children, you know, children don't come out fighting. Well, maybe some of them do, I, you know, but, but mostly, you know, they're these little divine creatures that you know, are just looking at taking everything in and based on what's in their environment, right. that's going to condition, that's going to shape. Right? Yep. So we do a lot of stupid things unwittingly, you know, that contribute. Well, if, if we, you know, haven't done the journey and, and we're going right. on based on, you know, what we wanted as a child or what right. is expected of us. And so, you know, consequently that will happen. I have a 30 year old and uh, all oh. my kids are about to turn 31, 35 and 37. No, wow. no grandchildren. I have grandcats, grandpuppies and a grand restaurant, <laughs> but no grandkids and, and nobody's in a hurry to have right. children if they do have, um, yeah. you know, for them, it's like, I, I really want to fulfill myself and my career so that right. when the kid comes along I can give them myself right. and my time and I think we're seeing that a lot more you know like I was 28 when I had my first one and I was considered late for then right yeah, and, yeah. and uh, but, you know now we're seeing uh, many people in their 30s or in the 40s having that first child yeah. and it's okay because they've got they know who they are now and they're ready to have that child where a lot of the expectation back in our generation is what you're not married yet what you haven't got kids yet what's wrong with you right and then you get in it and you realize oh my god this is so hard yes yes it's going to be a robo family in fact you have all these mythology about what family should be yes recognizing you know how profound that the, the simplest most subtle influence can take shape you know, and, 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 and evolve. It's, it's yeah. threatening really. Yes. Yes. Especially when different cultures, <laughs> oh, my husband was Chinese and so where's Chinese, my ex-husband. Oh, my so in different cultures in there as right. well, you know, and a different country that I'm in. And, you know, that's, that's the other thing is, um, um you know, people say to me, it's sorry, you don't see color. And, and I said, no, I don't when I look at somebody, whether they're black, white, pink, yellow, a polka dot, who cares? I see, I see heart, I see soul, I see character. And you know, the, the color may be reflective of their environment, you know, of their culture or whatever. It's not dismissing it. It's that it's not the first thing I see. You know, for me, it's like, who are you? And what is your contribution? Correct. You know, and that is what I see. That's a natural, that's a natural reflex of children. If it's, Mm. 
you know, I remember when Blaze, that's my daughter's name, she was maybe, I don't know, a little, very tiny, maybe four or five, something like that. And I was teaching classes at the YMCA for seniors with, with heart issues. And while I was teaching that class, she would go into the room with all the little kids. Now, this was in the middle of Overtown, which is a very uh, African-American population there. So I'm like the only white person there. And she's the only white kid in there. And so when I would say, oh, Blaze, it's time to go over to the YMCA. And she goes, oh, the place with the children with all the brown eyes, she said to me. <laughs> She didn't recognize their skin. She remembered their eyes. Well, my daughter did something a little more embarrassing when she was three. We're in a lineup and there was a person of color in front of us. And she turns around in a loud voice and says, mommy, why doesn't that person wash? Oh my God. <laughs> Kids say the darndest things. <laughs> yeah, they do, but that's, a, that's an aspect of innocence. And yes. Yeah. And the person fortunately the just laughed, you know, because... Yeah, thank God. That yes, thank God. But, but you, you, you as a parent just want a hole <laughs> to yeah, swallow yeah. you up, right? Yeah, yeah I, was, I was raised in Manhattan in the 60s, and the classroom was littered with I mean, this is, you know, the end of the industrial age and all the kids of those kids. So we had Greeks and, you know, black and white, you know, everything. So, you know, singularity was very strange to me. I really wasn't exposed to racism until right. I moved down to Miami. And I was suddenly being treated like a privileged white woman. Mm. And I never saw myself that way because I'm half Puerto Rican. And mm -hmm. I was brought up in that kind of neighborhood. But I look very light-skinned because my father's of German descent. Mm -hmm. So I took on that physical thing, but I was like, why are they, why are they treating me? Like I could, I couldn't wrap my head. And then I right. was like, Oh, you know, cause it's yeah. really so foreign to me. Yeah. And yeah. So I don't, I don't get that whole trip. No, no, I don't, I don't either. Problem, but I just, I just, I don't see it. There was a little girl now that you mentioned it. And I think I mentioned it in the book. Her name was Linda. This was like maybe the second grade, very young memory. This girl, I thought she was like Snow White. She had this perfectly black, jet black page boy with these ice blue eyes, this porcelain skin, super intelligent, knew the answers for everything, was from a Jewish background. And I really admired her. But everybody made fun of her because she was cross-eyed. I couldn't see it. Right. All I could see was that she was beautiful and intelligent and her color was so like a like a movie you know and it's it's funny how kids are it, it, it's unfortunate how those that innocence that beauty gets cut away and, and in the smallest little ways over time you know we've we've recently had a, a stabbing here um of a kid being bullied 14 being bullied at school not going to school and then going to school one day and seeing the kids and he phoned his mom and said mom they're here they're here and she said i'm coming to get you and as she arrived these kids are chasing him and stab him to death in front of the mother. Oh and, you know, not only how utterly horrific, but who are these kids that, A, bullying was so obsessive for them, and that in front of the mother chasing after this kid to, to stab it. And, you know, you look at those children and go, my God, what kind of life are you living that this is something you you've been propelled to do right. and you know are these children victims of their upbringing of their environment how much of that is dna 
you know um you know how much of that is character how much of that is is you know the, the environment that they're brought up in and it this is what is so absolutely horrific this is why we have to be so mindful of how we speak to ourselves how we speak to others and how we project those thoughts and feelings because it is a trickle-down effect that has been absorbed by the people around us and and children are sponges yes they are they are so you know so ultimately you know what all this comes down to is a, is a mastery of self yes and so um you know going back to the book again the, the, the wife of the master gave way to the master your mental monkey and then actually i have a third one coming which also has to do with an aspect of mastery you know um, having that kind of condition, you know, trying to recondition the conditioning. <laughs> yes. Just something that, that brings more light to you because that fake it to your make it scenario is effective. It does work because it's very hard to immediately believe something that you have not believed for the entirety of your life or was put into this category and you're trying to move it over here. You just, it doesn't shift. No, it's, you're reprogramming, and that consistency is the reprogramming process. Yeah. And it requires a deconstruction, a, a, a disconnection mm. of wiring, for lack of a better you know, analogy, to open that up, to evaluate it, to clean it, and then reconstruct something that's going to create value for your life. And it's particular for each person, you know. But it also, once you develop a certain level of mastery, a certain awareness, you can step out of your little shit puddle very, very quickly. In other words, it doesn't have to take years and years and years to do this. You just have to be determined enough, convicted enough, and be consistent enough and brave enough to do it. Bottom line. Consistency is key. And you know, I know that it can be hard because you get those wham things that hit you and they knock you on your backside and you just got to go, no, I'm not feeding this. I'm not feeding this. I'm going to feed that. And you know, the, we always say that it takes eight positives to undo one negative. And uh, you think of how many negatives you're carrying around with you. Oh my God. So, you know, you have to speak to those positives, you know, and you have to speak, you have to water and feed what you want. Because that is what's going to grow and be consistent Absolutely. on it. Absolutely. One of the things I used to do with my daughter, and it's so funny that you mentioned that because she was down on herself a lot, you know, and she's like, oh, I'm so, so stupid. I was like, okay, stand up, hold your fingers up. You have to repeat after me. I'm so smart. I'm so smart. I'm so smart. I'm so smart. I would make her say 10 times opposite, whatever. So we would do that a lot because yeah. she mm -hmm. self slander a lot. And her self slander actually awakened me to my own mm -hmm. because I realized it was a consequence of my own. Oh, Alice, Bella, you know, you're doing it yep. again. Yep. You know? But now I do it in a way that, okay, oh, you're letting your mind. I do it more as a good friend reminding. Yes. Not as don't beat yourself uh, up. No, don't beat yourself up. You know, there's enough people and situations yeah. that do it for yeah. you. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And you the know? thing is, is, you know, I've just turned 65. I've got 65 of patterning here. Never mind all the past life patterning that I have there. Hello. But, but you, I know that my, my cosmic self, my spiritual yeah. self is consistent. It's the human self that has to be reprogrammed. And right. every now and again, it slips. And it's like, I've got to pay attention to that. Does that serve me? No, that's the old, Sarah. That's the old patterning. It has no purpose in my life right now. So, you, you know. But how, long you, how long do you stay in that, in that state is the question. Because, I mean, you, you talk about, you know, when I, when I go back to the idea, you know, of being a suicidal 
nature. Mm -hmm. I mean, at this point, I was very young. This is not something that came as a consequence of one singular trauma. This has been since as far back as my memory allows me to remember. You know, so, 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 oh, I keep doing this. Sorry. The initial trauma, the, the suicidal tendency was, boño, I lost it. Sorry. That, well, suicidal tendencies is, they're still systemic in us. You know, I, I still now and again get a flash right, of right, it. Right. And I know, whoo, warning sign, warning right. sign. Oh, I you know. What I was gonna say. Okay, I remember what I was going to say. So back in those days, I'm sorry, I got excited. I mean, we're talking about like being in bed for three months, you know, mm -hmm. like just wanting to hide under the sheets. And, and over time, what happens, then it's two months, then it's a month, then it's a week, then it's a few days. And now it's a moment. Mm -hmm. Ah, I know you. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not getting in. You right. have no purpose here. Go away. And I'll talk out loud. Yes. I call, I make a lot of schizophrenic references in the book because it's like, no, shoot, go. I don't mm -hmm. need you because I don't have a friend saying to me, it's okay, Alice. Don't, you know, Alice, don't worry about it. Or, or, you know, so, so, yeah. So it's about monitoring how long it takes you to rebound. That's a good way to gauge your progress. How long do I wallow in my crap? Right? And if you are feeling small. like that, that's an indication that, oh, you yeah. know, something's, something's yeah. missing here. What, what's, what is it? Pay attention to it. Don't ignore it. Right. Um, you know, do you, do you need a little more tender love? You know, you need yeah. a hug from a dog. <laughs> yeah, I go and cost dogs in the street. You know? yeah. What does it come down to if other than what are you feeling? Yes. If you're not feeling great, you know, make a different choice. Yes. Yeah, this is time to nurture yourself because this is a warning sign. It's not, oh, it's come back. No, it's tapping you on the shoulder saying, hey, hey, you're slipping. Let's, let's refocus. Let's redirect, you know. And, uh, you know, those are just moments that just come up and go, oh, okay, no, I don't like the way I'm feeling right now. So what do I need to do for me? I'm in that state right now. I'm not rushing to get back into kind of my full-fledged, eight hours a day at the computer Absolutely. my body is actually saying you know you used an awful lot of energy because i have a condition which is pushes my limits i used a yeah. hell of a lot of uh, energy while i was away in the uk yeah. and uh, you know um just readjusting back to things here now i'm allowing right now for everything just to come back into alignment and when it's ready right. it's going to go action right, right? but you can't street action yeah. until everything's in place otherwise you've got a screen with no actors on that so. <laughs> and that's why sometimes like breath work or physical <coughs> yeah. is a good place to take you out because mm -hmm. if you go for a walk and those endorphins kick in you're chemically shifting yes you know? and you see the sky and the trees or yeah. whatever it is you know so that, that that becomes very important a lot of times at work all i'll do is i'll sit and literally you know how people say hey chill out take a, yes. take a breath yes that because physiologically what's happening is your vessels are dilating there's increased blood flow there's increased oxygenation and that offers a very healing environment for your body yep. so sometimes slow you, you down mm. yeah because sometimes we can't figure it out in the morning we're perplexed and whoa, 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 whoa. you know what let me just forget about it and go do this yeah distract yourself but distract yourself not with a drink you no. know or, or something that's not valued for you but distract yourself with a higher frequency for your health right which can be some breath work or, you know, a lot of people are into yoga, which is a beautiful thing. Take a walk, get out of the space that you're in, mm -hmm. which, you know, change the environment just to switch it up. You know, sometimes people are hysterical. You slap them in the face. Yeah. Oh, you change their, their attention. And that's, 
that's what I'm saying. It can do this in just a moment's time, depending on your bend. Right. And you, you'll know what it is that is your redirect. You know, for, for me, sometimes if I'm going down that rabbit hole, okay, I go and watch Netflix or something like that. It takes me out of my cell. And when I come back, everything about me is karma. Okay, that's fine. That's past now. You know, but you have to remove yourself. Otherwise, you're going to feed that and it's panic. So you don't want to feed that to make sure that you put yourself somewhere else that you're feeding, right? But, you know, I think the whole thing of, writing your life or as I say you didn't write it your your spirit wrote it for you because it was revealing you your inner self wrote it for you and it was your self-discovery of what was on the page you know, and that is so exciting that you allowed yourself to do that it wasn't well I need to do this paragraph and I need to have this chapter no. labeled you just yeah. went and blah and in that blur it's like whoa I'm sorry and the other side revealed itself as something so much better and so much more potent than what I had originally conceived intellectually. Yes. I mean, to get over, to, to overcome suicidal nature. I mean, so many people are not very successful at that despite years of therapy and mm -hmm. it's not easy. And, no. and, and I, you know, I'm so grateful if nothing else, you know, if I die tomorrow, I'm cool. I feel okay. I feel like I've accomplished a very, very potent, powerful, you know, task for my lifetime. I mean, obviously I want to, right more but that was important to, to eliminate that because that that's the kind of stuff that carries over soul to soul to soul to soul it's i'm glad you mentioned that, that you because so yeah, you know the vibration that you go out in is the vibration that you will be reborn in okay. right that's so right. it it's get rid of your shite this lifetime and go with a clean yeah. heart and soul so that whatever, because we all come back here several times, and then when you're coming back, you're not bringing the garbage with you. That's the goal. Mm -hmm. That's the goal. Clean it up while you yes. can. And we have wonderful tools, and it's a great time to be doing it. And there's a lot of resources. There's a lot of things that you can do, you know, towards that path. And I wish everybody, you know, the courage that it takes, you know, and... There's a million ways that you can keep, you know, reminding yourself so you don't forget because it does take a lot of consistency, a lot of reminding. You're going to fall back. You're going to have to pick yourself up, fall back, pick yourself up. Fall back. You know, there's actually a chapter, fall up, get down, fall up, get down, fall up, get down, because that happens. You know, oh, I had this epiphany and now I understand. You know, and the next day it's like it never happened. Uh, you know, it's part, it's part of who we are as humans. Yes. We're very forgetful. You know, and that's why that constant reinforcement is so key. So having, you know, books and techniques and, and daily practices and people like you, you know, out in the world to help us remember and recall who we really are. So important. You know, and I thank you so much for having this beautiful broadcast to help everyone, you know, get on track and get to where we're all going, which is a greater happiness and a greater world of peace and harmony. That's the goal. Again, back to being the ingredient in life is that when you become that purpose, you know, you are of service and we all really want to be there because that's our meaningful purpose in life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but that journey of, of life is interaction, it's participation in your own life. It's not being afraid, it's facing the dragons. And the thing is, the more you do it and the more you evolve, the, you slow down on life. You slow down on so much because now you know what's important. Right. Now you know how much of yourself you're going to spend. And you know, you know, quantity versus quality. You're now giving quality. 
you're not that quantity anymore that cost you so much and everything about your life is just so much more poignant but if you're not willing to be interactive and participatory in your own life you are not going to get there you've got to be willing to go through the process whatever the process is and in these shows the reason why you do them is because the inspiration that you are is an invitation for someone else to take their own journey and that's why i call these shows the orchard of wisdom because the amount of wisdom that's in this knowledge that you can apply to yourself you're not alone other people have taken that journey whether you just listen to them whether you read the book or whether you reach out to them the whole thing is is how has it shifted you how is it giving you a different perspective how has it shown you an image of yourself and how much courage have you got within you and strength to embrace that beautiful awesome self that's lying within you ready to come out we need it to come out we need you to bloom we do the world needs this higher frequency of loving vibrational souls we need this we are the answer we seek we are unquestionably so People like yourself coming on and sharing that is very, very important. So how do people get hold of the book? How do they get hold of you? Okay, so that would, it's on Amazon. Amazon, uh, it's being sold on Amazon, I believe. And it will also be on Kindle on Amazon. And uh, a lot of the workbook aspects of this book and the next book, I actually have on my website, which is just my name, Ala Villanueva. That's A-L-A-V-I-L-L-A nueva.com and you can actually take those workbooks and use them and masticate them and please use them over time it's also interactive you can email me i'm happy to help you on your journey anything at all i'm not you know trying to be your mentor or your advisor but i want to be here to know that someone is listening and someone has been in the same place that you have been and yes there are answers for everything and we can all win and we can all be masters of our own life absolutely and just uh you know, you, I did a show with you before under the Alice Billman, your other name, um, on the Hero, um, Heroines Choir, the Cancer sure. Choir, which is absolutely beautiful. And I want people to go back and listen to that because, you know, you're not just about the book or a martial artist. You know, you put this beautiful choir together um, of cancer survivors um, with the beautiful pink capes. And it didn't matter how brilliantly they sang or not. They went out there and they shared that beautiful soul. I'm a survivor and, and just lift other people up and give other people that beautiful, we can overcome anything. And it's really wonderful. So she also goes by Alice Billman, but this is Ali is her, uh, her persona name for this journey at the present moment and this book, her other alter ego. And, uh, um, and, and both women will give you a lot of inspiration and wisdom. So, <laughs> so when you see the other show here on, on the Heroines Choir, you know, don't get confused if you see Alice Billman and not Ali. But um, uh, I'm glad you wrote this book. I'm glad that you had just the wisdom to let it come out because we're afraid of judgment. We're afraid of, of ridicule. We're afraid of, of, of people saying it's not good enough. And you didn't write it for any of that. You wrote it for you. And now in that honest vulnerability, you're sharing that with other people without apology. Uh, and I'm saying name. this is what I learned along the way. <laughs> Why well, I have a pen name because I'm hoping anybody that I know doesn't read this because it's really like so incredibly intimate and personal 
you know, I'm like, I don't want people to know me that well, you know. know <laughs> that's okay. Then that's, that's again, coming that vulnerability, you yeah, know, you know, that's Popeye says. I'm sorry, it was not as, as Popeye says, I am what I am, right? You know, and it's, I'm, I'm making no apologies. I, I have a little post that goes around. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I'm somebody's strong cup of coffee. And if anybody <laughs> want to pass judgment on you for the intimacy and the way you're sharing, they don't know you or they're not ready to receive the information or you are reflecting their own insecurity that they're unable to do themselves. So don't worry about that. Yeah, but we know that one's a big one. A really, oh, yeah, really big one. Oh, it is. God. And and it's one of the biggest ones actually out in the world, this judgment. I agree. We are agree. so quick to judge everybody on their differences. And really what we uh, are saying is that we're so scared to be our own unique selves. Correct. Imperfection is what you are, and that's what makes you so unique. And it's our imperfections that make us so absolutely awesome. There yes, is no one that is perfect and don't try to be so because in somebody else's eyes, you're imperfect. So just be beautifully imperfect right from the word go. I like that one. I'll go with that. <laughs> you should write a book. <laughs> and and I, I've actually been told I've got to write a book. Yes, it's it'll probably be an audio one, but yes, it's time. No, you know. it's just good for your soul. You know, they say that, yeah. you know, there's a Chinese proverb, you know, that when the student is ready, the teacher will come. Right, so, yes. And it, yeah. when the time is right for you, Ulva, just like this came out of necessity more than anything else, yeah. you know, so. I, I do shows every week on Sarah's view of life and that's kind of that's where your, I that's share. That's, you know, that's my blurb that goes out there. But one day I'll, I'll put everything together when I'm, you know, yeah. when it's there. Absolutely. Yeah, Netflix is waiting for you. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> then I keep taking on more projects. Yep. <laughs> maybe that's what it's telling me right now. Sorry, get the book done and leave everything else to next year. So maybe, maybe, you know. We'll you never know. Yeah. You never know. So take advantage of it. Yes. I'm in the allowance phase right now. Okay. I'm not going to do anything at the present moment. I'm just going to allow what direction I'm meant to go in. So I'm looking to be led. So, and I think that's uh, right now seems to be the, I hate to be, so, I don't want to sound all hippy dippy, but kind of the universal mm -hmm. calling that I'm hearing a lot, you know, don't push, just, you know, you've made all the causes, everything's lined up, just be ready when the time is right. You know? Yes. And, yeah. Yes. And, and as we know, having a book opens doors to everything else. We'll see. Well, yeah, I'm curious. So, you know, it's, um, I think that that book then um, reveals who you are and then that creates opportunities and an invitation to other people to want to I know you so. better or do things with you. So, um, yeah. yeah, so you'll be, you know, wonderful. be interesting to see where this book takes you now yes, yes. as it opens up out. people's hearts and souls. Yeah. I'll let you know. I will yes in touch and i and again i appreciate the time you took to speak with me today it's awesome oh, it my a, pleasure yeah for site again uh alavianueva.com a-l-a-v-i-l-l-a-n-u-e-v-a and your facebook also alavianueva uh -huh. that makes it easy okay there we go uh you'll find both of them here on her show posting just put in her name on the search engine and it will all be here and uh, i thank you for taking the journey and sharing it with us because uh, i mean everything that you do uh is heartfelt uh, you know you're a woman that leads with your heart 
and then the the mind and the brain follow but it's yeah. um you you love to bring out inspiration and in others as that invitation so i know the book is going to be like that as well so please pick up the book can they do it from amazon or just from your site um i haven't set up the link yet but from the site it will be available but i'm gonna i'll work on that this weekend okay so, <laughs> so by the time she's out, it, will be it will be available on the site Let's right that excellent and uh, you know this is a great one just to snuggle up with through the winter months and uh, read the book and then just pause at those moments that go oh has this opened up a door pause you know don't rush to read on pause and then take notes yourself have a good reflection yourself you do not have to read this from beginning to end all in once that's it let it sit with you and open up the doors it's meant to do right absolutely remember there's a workbook inside as well yes yes forced to yeah (laughs) exactly that's really 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 important that part right really important. Yeah. yeah so use it enjoy it yes and don't be afraid to take the journey i promise you at the other end you're going to look back and go you know what i've been awesome all this time and i didn't know it <laughs> <laughs> right i know god we're so silly you i know we are we do we sell ourselves so short you know those days are over now you were yeah. all awesome we're all celebrities we're all contributors and you know it doesn't matter what spice you're bringing to the table just bring it it will find a dish and somebody will love that dish. So it's not about feeding the masses. It's about feeding those few that then are now fortified to go and do what they need to do. So thank you, Ali. It's been wonderful having you here. So folks. uh, Always a pleasure. uh, Always. I'd love to have you back again. Most certainly. And remember, folks, it's don't be scared to take your journey. Don't be scared to reveal it. Don't be scared to to be vulnerable. I know the word vulnerability in itself is scary, but I promise you when you are, that's when you're truly being true to who you are without apology. Not everybody's going to get you. That's okay. Because those that do will truly honor who you are. The most important thing is that you honor yourself. So until next time, folks, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show and were inspired to come and visit us at selfdiscoverymedia.com and see what other shows we have for you. And please do visit our selfdiscoverycommunity.org and see how you can be a part of giving back. Thank you very much.